morning. Our first reading is from the Gospel of John, at chapter 16, and starting at to read at verse 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from me what is mine and making it known to you. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. And the second reading is from Romans 5, just the first five verses. Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. This is the word of the Lord. Now can we just pray? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for the gift of the Spirit. Thank you so much for yourself and for Jesus. And I just want to pray for Robin as he comes, that you will give him clarity of thought and liberty of speech. And Lord, open our ears that we may hear what you want to say. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. This is not the Oak Show, I can assure you that. But Chris is a daughter, a mother, a wife. She's a grandmother and a great-grandmother. She's all sorts of things, but she's still the same person. But it still doesn't explain, does it, the wonderful mystery of the Holy Trinity, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And not being a theologian, I'm not even going to attempt to do what the canon might have done, but uh, I just want to share these wonderful things, these truths from Scripture. God in three persons, blessed Trinity. He's merciful and he's mighty. And Christianity knows and worships the living God his loving personality and his concern for the world and for you and me. Some while ago, I was in Chester Cathedral on a day with six formers and we had seminars and ultimately we had a panel at the end. And at that panel, one of the young men stood up and said, why is it, Mr. Oak, that today all we've talked about 
is Christianity. What about the other religions? And my answer to him is what I give you this morning. There is no other religion that worships a living God. The Lord Jesus died and rose again and is alive today. Now you try and think of somebody else in any other religion which might have been a person, it might have been an animal, it might have been just an icon, absolutely dead, no means of communication, and it's only superstition that keeps people going. We worship the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I still hear superstition, even amongst us as Christian folk. Chris and I spoke the other day with somebody in our lane, concerned because their son has a brain tumour. And so we said to her through the car window, we're praying for Kevin. And she said, we're praying and crossing our fingers. What on earth use is crossing your finger going to do to somebody's brain tumour? But people still do this. They touch wood as well as crossing their fingers. They don't like doing things on Friday the 13th. We wish people luck. Why do we do that? As Christian folk, our reliance is on the living God, the one who watches over us, the one who said, I will never leave you or forsake you. In Northern Ireland, where I worked for a little while, but it was part of my uh, underlying job in the police force of counter-terrorism, for 50 years, bombs and guns, in the name of religion, all the rioting, the looting, the killing, surely not a direction of God, and yet both sides would have said that they are Christian folk. And then, even worse, Al-Qaeda, the name of a different religion, Islamic State, is cruelly personified under the name of Allah. And yet, their proposition is that if you do not believe in Allah, he says you will die. And that's why their remit is to kill people if they will not convert. We worship the living God, the one who loves us, and as we'll see in a moment, who gave himself for us. Sincere belief is not necessarily right. We can be sincerely wrong. Right thinking is not only belief in God, but recognizing him in his mercy and his love and his forgiveness. God is almighty. Shaddai, the creator, the Lord of the earth and the universe, and from Genesis to Joel in the Old Testament, there's a reverent fear of him. We hold in God not because we're afraid, but our fear of him because we respect exactly who he is. In the New Testament, he's revealed as all-powerful and also the Greek word pater, father. Listen to these words of King David in 1 Chronicles 29. Praise be to you, my God and Father, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and splendor. 
for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours too, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things, and in your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, my God, I give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Every morning when I get up, I pray that prayer of David because it sets my mind on who our God and Father is. As almighty God, as loving God, as merciful God, recognizing that the people of this world have generally turned their back on him or have never recognized him, we know that he so loved this world and everyone in it, even the very people we would despise. God, in his wonderful love, sent the Lord Jesus because of that love. As the Bible says, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We find some people very difficult to like, let alone to love. And yet God loves everyone. That's part of our message, is it not? If we're believers, with God's love in our hearts to love other people. Jesus even said, love your enemies. That's a very tall order. But it's possible with God's love in our heart working out. So he gave his only son, the Lord Jesus, born son of the Father, but one with God, here on earth to redeem and set free to change lives for eternity. Some years ago, Lieutenant Conway of the American Air Force took off in his military plane carrying a heavy load of munitions. But soon after taking off, the plane suddenly lost all power. And we've had a crash this last week, so this is very pertinent. The pilot had a brutal choice. He could have ejected and saved his life. But the plane would have moved on to crash in East Boston, possibly on a school there, on a hospital on thousands of people who live in that close community. Wonderfully, Lieutenant Conway stayed with the plane and was able to steer it out to sea. And as it dived into the ocean, he died with the musicians. Talk about giving your life to save others. It's not the best of illustrations, I know that. But the Lord Jesus spoke in his own epitaph, which incredibly is on the memorial stone of Lieutenant Conway in the American Air Force base. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. We find that text very, very moving because our son has that very text on his memorial stone. Jesus loved and Jesus healed 
and he dealt with religious people of the day who wouldn't recognize him. But he forgave, and incredibly, he died for us all. He took our sins on the cross and forgave the killers. But wonderfully, he is not dead. He's risen, rose again. We see an empty cross, and that's why I love to see this cross here in the church without it being a crucifix. Christ is risen. Christ is alive today. He also said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. We come to the Father through him and in his name. Well, you might say he's not here. He's ascended into heaven, and of course you'd be quite right. We know that. That doesn't mean he's disappeared from our being. Because he said when he's gone, he will give the Holy Spirit. If we have been born again, then, as he said, it's for your good that I'm going to heaven. If I don't go, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Isn't that wonderful? As we sit here this morning, we sit here in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. I pray that he's inspiring us in our worship. As Chris read the scriptures this morning, she read this. The Spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. He will bring glory to the Lord Jesus. It's almost like a hand-me-down in the very best sense of that word. He is the link between heaven and us. The Spirit will bring glory to Jesus. And Jesus underlines this when he said, all that belongs to the Father is mine. The Spirit will take what is mine and make it known to you and to me. So where do we stand this morning? Or should I say, where do we sit this morning here in church? What is our relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? If you and I have come to faith and been born again, we have been justified and we have peace with God the Father. Now, if ever there's a time in our world where we need peace, it's now. But peace starts in our hearts. And that peace should come from God. He's the one who, even in the midst of our natural anxieties and the sadnesses we come across in our home and the news that we read about, that shouldn't disperse, disturb the peace which God the Holy Spirit delivers to our heart. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God even if we suffer why? Because suffering, as Chris has read, it produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God our Father has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Finally, again another illustration, Alfred Nobel made a fortune from the invention of dynamite. It 
changed the course of warfare, which was not his intention. It was a power which actually was beyond him. But perhaps because of the horrors of the wars, which were inflicted by the use of dynamite, Nobel made a provision in his will for a prize each year to work for those who promote peace, the Nobel Peace Prize. God's expression of peace to the world was Jesus, his son. The biblical definition of peace is two things. Peace with God, as we've read this morning in Romans. Peace with God. Sin makes us enemies of God, yet his love for us through the Lord Jesus and through the cross makes us able to be reconciled with him. Jesus is our Redeemer. So that's peace with God. And we can also have peace of God, which also means two things, that we have no need to be anxious about anything as we make our requests known to God. And secondly, that we have an attitude of peace which the Holy Spirit can use in our witness to others, directing us in Jesus' name to the needs of other people. The Holy Spirit gives us the insight, the courage, and the ability to be his witnesses. Now, I wonder how much we just lay ourselves before him and say, Lord, I'm available to you today. Use me in your service. The Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with us, in us, and on us. His power, his might, his mercy. What a God we have who is the one who gave himself for us. There is a Redeemer, Jesus, God's own Son, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One. Thank you, Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till the work on earth is done. Jesus, my Redeemer, name above all names, precious Lamb of God, O for sinners slain. When I stand in glory, we will see his face and there we'll serve our King forever in that holy place. Father, we thank you so much. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray, gracious Lord, today as we worship you, as we meet round that table, remembering that love through Christ at the cross. We pray, Lord, that you'll empower us this week, not only to follow you, not only to believe in you, to be used by you. For Jesus' sake. Amen.